and welcome to another episode of A Little Breathing Space. And for those of you that are my regular listeners, you know that this is a season we're going to be talking more about menopause. And I'm so delighted that women are coming on and sharing the stories of their menopause journeys so that we can actually all learn and grow from each other and know that we're not alone in this whole life transition. Today, I'm delighted to have on a guest, Maria Franzoni, who is a very high profile person with her own speaker bureaus and also the former chair of the European Association of Business Bureaus. She's a director of We Do Things Differently. And she's also the host of Speaking Business Podcasts. So from one podcaster to another, welcome, Maria. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much. I've slept well last night, so I'm good. <laughs> That's always a good start. <laughs> it's, it's important and it's re related to the topic. <laughs> it is definitely, as we know, menopause can be a bit of a time of not sleeping as we expect it. But Maria, tell us a little bit about yourself for the listeners. So for, for me, um, well, I'm getting on a bit now. Um, I'm now nearer 60 than, than any other decade, which uh, is like crazy because I don't feel it and I definitely don't want to look it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know that and, feeling. Uh, <laughs> you know that feeling. Yeah. And um, I suppose I, if I thought about it, I never imagined that at this age I would be running two businesses, but I am. As you said, I have a speaker bureau, which is very successful. I've got a team of about 10 people. And a speaker bureau, if people don't know what it is, we provide experts to conferences and events, um, mainly for corporate clients. Um, and so we're working with people, clients and speakers internationally, which is really exciting. And it, it stretches your mind and keeps you, you know, very uh, learning all the time. And then the other business, which I started two years ago, while deep in menopause, um, was the Speaking Business Academy. And that was to train speakers. Mm. which is a very important thing for all of us you know to be able to speak well and I think more and more people are looking to do that aren't they to be able to stand at work or 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 on a stage I mean it's not always public speaking absolutely absolutely so yes and it's, it's interesting because um, there are a lot of people out there training speakers who aren't necessarily working with the end clients and so not always in touch with what the market is looking for Mm, and that's very important very it is very if you want to make a living yes it is if you want to make money true true and public speakers do <laughs> <laughs> but i just like to turn actually to your menopause we touched on that right at the start there a little bit about sleep but tell me yeah. you know, a little bit about your experience well, my, my theory always was I'm going to have a late menopause. I'd said that to myself um, because I thought, well, for a couple of reasons, and I don't know if they're true or not. One is because I haven't had children. So I thought, I think the menopause will be later oh, for yeah. me because I haven't had children. I don't know if that's actually a medical fact or not, but that was something that, that I thought. My mother had had a late menopause, so I thought, right, I hopefully will follow in those footsteps. And I also knew that the later your menopause comes along, the less it, damage it will do to you in terms of your, I know you can get osteoporosis yes. and obviously your skin, everything changes. Mm. So I thought I'm going to have a late menopause and I'm going to do it naturally. I'm not going to do HRT and I'm going to be fantastic and it's all going to be great and it's going to be such a relief no more periods <laughs> no period pain and the world is going to be a wonderful place 
and <laughs> it didn't happen that way. No, <laughs> no. Isn't, that, isn't that always the way? So those were your those were your plans or your, your sort of your vision for how you wanted it to be, and it didn't turn out like that. Tell us a little bit no. about. Oh, goodness what gracious. actually happened what actually happened what actually happened what actually happened was a late start menopause i i have started late which is great um so that was good um so the reason i didn't want to do hrt and i i wanted to do it naturally is that all my life i have had problems with um periods i've had very heavy periods mm-hmm. so i was put on to the uh female hormone contraceptive very young age 14 wow. um, in order to control my periods And so I've been taking hormones most of my adult life. And I thought, I don't want this stuff in my body anymore. I don't want to be doing it. Um, And so uh, anyway, so I thought it would happen naturally. And I thought I was doing okay. And I was, you know, because the menopause sort of comes on, it's sort of a gradual decline, really. what it is biologically (laughs) yeah it was a gradual decline of of my moods of my um my personality was changing and I didn't notice it and it uh, immediately um although I was having symptoms that were certainly affecting me so I was having terrible um night flashes hot flashes at night and I was having anxiety attacks I'd never had an anxiety attack before no and they're really actually quite frightening I had them as well and and I'd wonder what on earth was going on I felt like I was watching this other person very frightening I didn't know what exactly I couldn't understand it I don't think you can explain it to anybody I think the only way you understand it is if you experience it yourself Mm -hmm. I've never been so frightened in my life and they were always in the middle of the night um and very frightening so those two were the things that that absolutely affected my sleep but I thought during the day although my sleep was affected I thought I was fine and it was only when two of my team who I work most closely with Mm -hmm. sat me down and basically did an intervention and they said you're impossible to work with (laughs) that's a pretty shocking and damning (laughs) yeah it wasn't quite they they did it much more gently than that but they were basically saying to me maria you're angry uh your concentration's all over the place you don't seem to have any focus you're you're not it's not easy to talk to you um what's going on you know they were basically it was the lack of sleep was having Mm. a huge impact on my my personality and my ability to function wow and that must did that come as a shock to you when they said that Yes and no, because I knew I was definitely having more fights and arguments with my partner. Um, And I knew that I was definitely less tolerant and able to control my emotions. I put it down to I need more sleep. And actually, I'm not that bad. You know, I didn't realize it was as bad as they told me. And then I sat down with my partner and I said to him, you know, do you think the same? And, and that was like, actually, yeah, you know, I, I cannot do anything or say anything. I'm walking on eggshells. Wow. And, I thought, <laughs> and that's when that's your partner. And then obviously for, for employees or, or colleagues, it's even harder because there's different dynamics at work. So it's really hard to sort of say, 
it's difficult. So it was very brave of those two people to step forward. And, and well, do. yeah, my business is slightly odd in that most of the people that work with me are actually friends. So they, they were friends first and I've brought them into the business. So we, they're actually my, I don't have children. I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. They are actually my family. They're my extended yeah. family. So we're incredibly open with each other. So it wasn't too difficult, but I think they knew that, well, they didn't know how I was going to react for a start because I was very <laughs> angry and you know, struggling. But yeah, I, I I really, really struggled. And so I, I did take myself to the doctors and said, look, I don't really want to do HRT. What can I do? And, and it, my doctor is a man uh -huh. in, in his 30s. And, you know, he gave me some advice and sent me away. And, you know, I tried to cope on my own. What I didn't do was reach out and try alternative therapies. I didn't do that. Well, actually, I, it's not true. I tried acupuncture for a while, mm -hmm. and that did help a bit with my um, with my hot flashes. Yeah. But it's incredibly expensive. Really, yes, it, well, if you're it is. Doing because, it. Yeah. And if, if you stop, it stops working. So although that worked for a while, it was expensive in terms of time to get out and in terms of cost to do. Um, and I was trying sage tablets and things, but I really didn't like them. Um, so in the end, I went back to the doctor and actually by this point, because my, my sleep patterns were so badly interrupted, I actually was an emotional mess, absolutely mm. emotional mess. Everything would set me off. And I cried in front of my 35 year old doctor. Wow. <laughs> um, gosh, yeah. And that's a big thing to do. And, and sleep is, and I think just highlighting what a fundamentally important part of our life. It's a third of each day we're supposed to be asleep. And obviously, when that's not happening, it's, oh, and, or it's so interrupted, it builds up. It's not, like you can, it's not like you've had a late night and you catch up on the weekend, is it? No, it's awful. And you couldn't catch up. There was no catching up. And, and I, I did find that I was emotional about everything. I, I still am very emotional. I don't know if it's something to do with menopause, but I can't watch adverts anymore for, you know, children who haven't got water or animals, you know, who are suffering. Or I can't see bad news. I really struggle. And when I watch the news, I get there are some stories I just can't watch. I'm incredibly emotional still. Wow. And, that, and I think that that we can still be. I think our moods are permanently affected because of the lack of estrogen. Then we're not also making the happy hormones in the same way because the two are interlinked. And so, you know, it's not, it's not as if menopause is just a decline of our hormones. It, it sort of impacts the other aspects of our lives. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, it's interesting you say that as well about our moods, because I found in the period before I did anything about it, that I was waking up in the morning and I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to get out of bed. I just had, I thought, what's the point? I don't want to do anything. And yet in that time I had started a second business. And so once I was up and, and, and doing things, I, you know, things, it was fine. It was just getting started, which I'd never been because I'm a morning person. Wow. But so what I did do is exactly what I said I didn't want to do. I did end up on HRT. And, and did that mm, work? Well, it's interesting because the doctor said to me, Maria, if this works for you in two days, two or three days, you will start to feel more positive. And in two or three weeks, your hot flashes will go. Mm. He was absolutely right. Yes. Absolutely right. Um, so although it's not something that I intended to do because it's probably it's a short term fix for me because while trying to run two businesses, I need that help. And I know that 
and I know that eventually I will come off it and I'll have to go through the menopause later on when I'm older. And, that, and that's the truth. I think you've, you've hit on something very, very poignant there that a lot of women don't realise that really HRT is a delaying process or it's a bit of a bridge to get you over to the other side when our lives are so incredibly busy. You're running two businesses. Other people are juggling teenagers, elderly parents, working. And it's like the menopause now comes at the wrong time for women. And yes. we do have to have this, but when we come off it, and the advice is obviously to do that shorter today than in the past where people were stuck on it for life, then yes, we still have to go through some of those symptoms. We might have a bit more space in our lives to do it. Except we'll be older, of course. Yeah. yeah. So that's a negative. But my thinking was that I, I need the help now because I, you know, I don't intend to be working as hard as I'm working in a few years time. So I'm hopeful then that I've got more space. But at the moment, um, it, it, it's, I needed that support and that help. And there have been some positives as a result of it as well, actually, I do have to say that I've noticed. Um, I, mean, I don't know how, how personal you want to get here, really, but, um, but I, I, gravity was winning before. Oh, yes. <laughs> and and I've, actually, I've actually had some help. I, I don't, have you ever seen that film with uh, Meryl Streep and Goldie Horn? It's called Death Becomes Her. I don't know if you've seen it. No, I've not seen it. Do you? Yeah. It's a wonderful film. And in the film, uh, Meryl Streep is an aging actress and she gets given this elixir that she takes, that she pays a lot of money for. And as she takes it, she's standing in the mirror and it's, it makes you younger and you're supposed to live forever. So you have to look <sighs> after yourself. She's standing in the mirror and as she's standing in the mirror, her, her skin tightens on her face and, you know, one breast goes up, the other breast goes up, the <laughs> buttocks like raised. But that happened slowly with HRT. Everything raised again. Everything sort of, mm. hair got better, my skin got better. Certainly my, my boobs and my bottom came back. <laughs> it was well, well, that's good. <laughs> I think we could all do with a bit of that. <laughs> So that is the positive. That is the positive. I have to say, oh, I think that's that's a wonderful story, and I and I love that because there's there's a lot of negative about HRT, and you only hear the bad side and the dangerous side and the high risk side, and there's fact in that too. But but it's good to hear that women just say, well, I just feel so much better. You know, I'm oh, able just God. to cope, and and if there are added bonuses, then that's that's the positive. The thing is also that, that people probably won't know, but um, I'm getting married this year. And so I started a relationship just as I was going through the beginnings of my menopause. And this is a relationship with somebody I was with 18 years ago. So he knew me when I was, you know, at my best, I think. Yeah. And, you know, hormonally, I was sane. <laughs> And now there's this different person here, Marie, on the and, other side. And, yeah, and though he, you know, he's madly in love with the woman that I am now, he's had to, I said to him, you've not got me at my best, you know. It's a shame things didn't work out first time round because you had me at my yeah. best then and now you're dealing with an older woman with all of these issues. But yes. he has been incredibly understanding, actually, very tolerant and, and yeah, it's been fantastic, which I think is a big, important factor. Yeah when you're going through this that and I understand now why 
marriages break up when mm. in the older ages when you think well hang on we've been together 30 years why are you splitting up because the woman's going through menopause the guy can't doesn't get why she's turned into a complete raving maniac yeah and she has no control over it because it's just hormonal it's hormonal and and i think that men if you think women don't know very much and the the level of knowledge among women is actually still quite poor well men have got even less knowledge so they're wondering what's going on it's not a topic that's discussed among men you know this sort of oh, something something about women and pushed away and suddenly there's this crazy person i think and i think if you have children as well in the midst of that they just think oh where's my mother gone there's this two-headed monster that's appeared that yells yeah. at you and you yell at your partner and he doesn't understand why and and of course there's a sense that you're, you're also your hormones are shifting so we start to say well I don't want to take care of you anymore I'm not interested in all that female nurturing stuff which if that's that's the role you've played would be very shocking for a man yeah no absolutely and yeah that you're absolutely right there's not enough understanding it's a huge part of life um I don't think anybody ever talked to me about menopause at all no, same here. I, I didn't know, uh, and I'm now a menopause coach, and I didn't know that perimenopause existed. I knew about the menopause because my mother had had a very bad one, but I didn't know about all the symptoms, really. I wasn't prepared, and no one mentioned it. No. And, and then at work, you know, if you think now, I know the beginning in the UK, there's uh, discussions about policies, etc. But, you know, who at work would have known that this could be a factor why you might not be quite the person you once were at the at the office whether that's your performance is down or you're being you know difficult to work with that's not the first thought that comes into uh, a line manager's head a leader's head an hr manager's space at all no absolutely true and uh, you, i mean you mentioned the fact that if you're a mother and you're going through it imagine if you've got teenage kids going through the hormonal the other <laughs> end i mean it, I don't know if I could cope with that, but certainly the, I think um, the moods, the mind, uh, I think was the hardest challenge because although you could see the body aging and the body changing, mm. you expect that. What I didn't expect, because I'm a very positive, optimistic, enthusiastic person, and I wasn't. No, I wasn't. I lost, I really felt I lost my mojo and I didn't yeah. think I was going to get it back. I thought this is who I am now. And it's interesting because it, it reminded me of my mother at some point went through a period where she was, everything was black, everything was miserable, everything was, everything was negative. And I thought, oh my goodness, she was going through the menopause. Yes. And my father and I and my sister thought, what's the matter with mum? We don't get it. She never explained to us what was going on because she probably didn't realise that no. it was like, why is mum so negative? And, and of course, she's out of it now, been out of it for some time. And she's back to being the bubbly woman that we all know and love. You yes. know? And it's, it is a real, it's like, it is a real black thing. And if you also mm. suffer from depression mm. as well, I can't imagine how you'd cope with it. I don't know how, I don't know, but I mean, if you are depressed, then there's clearly some link to that that would come back if you've suffered in younger years. So, you know, this sort of, but it's the moodiness, it's that feeling of, as you said, being really negative and feeling nothing is, nothing is really a pleasure in the same way as it was. And that's, and you wonder yourself, what's wrong with me? I used to be social and I like going out. And yet there's women saying, I'd rather not go out, thank you. I'd rather stay at home with a cup of tea and, uh, and put my fluffy slippers on. 
and, and people wonder, and of course, if you've got a partner, as you said, and that's how he's expecting you to be this bubbly, outgoing person, suddenly this person that wants to lie on the couch and doesn't want to speak. They, they wonder what on earth has happened. Where's that person I married or had a relationship gone? Yeah, yeah, it's a complete personality transplant. You're absolutely right. Mm. And terrifying, really. Yeah, it is. It's horrible. I, I, I feel I've sort of, because I've got help and support now, unfortunately, of chemicals, mm. I do feel like I've come out the other end and I feel as I did in my 40s. I feel fantastic. It's wonderful. Mm. It's mm. like... You know, I literally, you know, I just say, gosh, isn't, isn't life great? Isn't the world wonderful? Isn't it? I, and I haven't felt that for two years. It took me two years to get here. Yeah. It took me probably, as the doctor said, it took two weeks to start feeling better, but it probably took six months before everything has really balanced. And of course, my fear is now, will it stay balanced or will I have to rebalance again further down the line? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that anybody really knows what, what, what will happen. I mean, obviously, there will be some coming off it, but, but there are ways to come off HRT that, that doctors who in the, are in the know, and you're lucky you have a GP who has some sense of that, knows how to do that so that people don't suddenly stop taking HRT and then plummet back into menopause. Yeah, yeah. I was making a joke actually the other day about um, about my HRT because I thought I'd, I'm going to Google and see what's in it, and I, w I was a little bit horrified to read that it's actually made from the urine of pregnant horses, but I made the joke that actually my hair has never been better. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's awesome! You got a mane. <laughs> oh, oh. I've always had a mane, but certainly. Oh. Definitely it, feeling it came mm, back. Yeah. It came back, and I have this urge to go Mary! every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's wonderful. <laughs> but that sort of really is is that is that side of it, and that's it's such a great thing to talk about the positive side of HRT, and that oh, yeah. just made you feel so much better, so much more uplifted. And I think one of the things you have, you are very lucky that you had. A doctor who was sympathetic and, and actually spoke to you a bit about that and got it right he gave me the right one because I know a lot of people struggle to find the right um, HRT and it's also it's in very low dose which is wonderful uh, because that's important to me too mm. to, to keep having you know being pumped with hormones um, and then of course you look at you mentioned the risks so I did look at the risks and, and you know trying to weigh up is it the right thing to do or not the right thing to do um, and, and that's a, a big one because again, I'm, I'm not a medical expert, but for me, it seemed, it, it gives me some protection against ovarian cancer, which I think is a difficult cancer to, to, to spot. It Obviously it increases the risk of breast cancer, but that's something that I'm going to make sure that I'm checked regularly. Um, if, if the NHS isn't going to provide me with an annual check, I will pay for the annual mm -hmm. check so that I keep on top of it. So so that I prevent. But um, the protection against ovarian cancer actually is quite important because I, I, I've got friends who sadly are fighting that horrible yes. cancer. Yes. Yeah, and that is a particularly horrible one. I think today, I mean, I've had a lot of friends who've had breast cancer and they have completely survived, obviously with mastectomies, but they are, they are in complete remission and living their lives and continuing after a difficult period 
Um, I think we're in place now. I think the survival rate in the UK is about 80%. And, and when I lived in Australia, the survival rate was 94% of breast cancer. Nobody wants that because it's an extreme emotional journey. But ovarian cancer, as you said, is is particularly nasty form of cancer that isn't well detected uh, until mm. it's quite well progressed in the stages. So any protection against that is very important. Yeah, and also in, in, in sort of like assessing the risks, I was thinking about, well, okay, what are the things that actually are most likely to give you cancer? And of course, it's, you know, the, the smoking thing, which I don't yeah. do, no. the drinking thing that I do do, which I'm, you know, I'm addressing and cutting back, being, you know, keeping yourself fit, keeping your weight down, all of yeah. those things. So there's yeah. so many other factors that, and, and I'm sure that, you know, that all plays into it too. Well, I think that also probably helps if you have a positive lifestyle, then HRT is going to work better for you than if your lifestyle, and is, it has, you know, meaning that if you have a, a horrendous lifestyle and you're using it as a sticking plaster, a complete band-aid, when lots of things you could be doing that are positive, well, then, then I'm not sure that it's always the best thing and you're increasing the risks, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, it's, a, it's a big learning curve. Yeah, I, well, I think menopause is a big learning curve for many, yes. for many, many women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. So I think I'd like to thank you for coming on and sharing this this story. Um, if you had any advice you wanted to give another woman who was going through through menopause, what would you say to her? I think um, talk to your friends and find out where they are at. I mean, we don't tend to, but actually, do talk to them and and ask them. And ask them if you're changing, if you, if, you know, and that might be the same with talking to your partner as well. You know, are, are they seeing changes that you're not recognizing or not aware of? Because it is very difficult to tell somebody you're a bit snappy, you're a bit difficult, you're a bit irritable. And they are signs because if you, I think if you can catch it early as possible, there's more options for a start, but also then to, to, to get to a, a feeling better, I'm sure will be quicker. Because as I said, it's taken me six months to get to, I mean, I, I feel fantastic. I'm starting the year feeling phenomenal, but that has taken me, a, in fact, potentially it was last March I started my HRT, so more than six months. Yeah. Um, so, so yes, nip it in the bud as soon as you can, I think. And that's great advice, actually. And really saying, get hold of it, take a hold of it, don't let it deteriorate because the journey back is always longer that way. Yeah. And maybe yeah. also in there, some of that being patient that you're not going to have an instant return. Some things will come back better, but actually, yes, it, there is a bit longer in the whole journey of being whole, feeling whole again. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm delighted to say I haven't had another anxiety attack since I've been on the HRT. And I hope that stays that way because I'll tell you what, I don't want another one again. No, I don't think anybody does. And I think you're right. They are some of the worst aspects is that mental aspect and particularly those anxiety attacks are very frightening. I'd say to my listeners out there that having an anxiety attack if that's becoming part of it, then you really need to talk to your doctor and get the help. That's not something that you can totally manage on your own but you need help either from your gp from a therapist whatever because they are they, that's a complicated area and a different yeah area. yeah maria thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story I really well thank you for allowing me to share it thank you thank you
whatever you're saving up for. A CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 5.50% APY on an 8-month CD special or 5.00% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp.